Hi, everyone, and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the new Criterion. I'm going to throw a little ballet at you. Music for ballets, I mean. At the Metropolitan Opera House in New York, American Ballet Theater presented Manu, a ballet choreographed by Kenneth Macmillan in 1974. I did a little writing about this. The ballet uses music by Massenet, who composed his opera in 1884. His Manon, I mean. Nine years later, Puccini weighed in with his own version, which he called Manon Lescaut. By the way, you pronounce the final N when talking about Puccini's opera, Manon Lescaut. That's Italian style. But back to Massenet's Manon. The music is ripe for ballet. There are two great tenor arias, one of which is Le Rêve, or The Dream. There are three wonderful soprano arias, one of which is a gavotte. I mean, a dance already. What more do you want if you want to score a ballet? There's a love duet, which is a barn burner, and so on. Okay, here's the weird thing. The ballet manu uses not one note from the opera manu. It uses music by Massenet and only Massenet, but not a note from his Manon. Instead, there is music from 13 of his other operas, plus piano pieces, orchestral pieces, etc. I think of Onyegin, a ballet created by John Cranko in 1965. I wrote about it two years ago when ABT, American Ballet Theater, presented it. The ballet's score is all Tchaikovsky, without a note from Eugene Onyegin, his most popular opera. Go figure. One of the pieces in the ballet Manon is Massenet's Elegy, an all-time hit, sort of a top 40 deal. He wrote it to go with a play by Le Comte de Lille. There are many versions of the Elegy, including a famous jazz version by Art Tatum, the great pianist. That was an interesting age, I have to say, I'm talking about the first half of the 20th century. Pieces like Massenet's Elegy were so well known, it was natural for Jasmine to improvise on them. What happened? I really don't know, frankly. Okay, enough talking. Let's hear Massenet's Elegy in three different versions. We'll end with Art Tatum. And we'll begin with an orchestra, the Berlin Philharmonic, under Herbert von Karajan.
we've heard some of Massenet's elegy, played by the Berlin Phil, under the baton of Herbert von Karajan. Except that, as a rule, he went batonless, as he surely did in that recording session. Baton, in some cases, is a metaphor. All right, now for some singing. A singer accompanied by a cellist and a pianist. We'll hear José Van Damme, the great Belgian bass baritone, with Guy Roguet, cello, and Jean-Philippe Collard, piano. That was, again, some of Massenet's elegy from José Van Damme and Friends. Now to our jazz, to the brilliant Tatum take. In fact, a radio announcer will announce it. The year is 1940, when Tatum was about 30. Hold on to your socks. Art Tatum, the man with the piano, takes a classic and by a process of addition and subtraction, dresses it in modern clothing. Mr. Tatum's interpretation of Massenet's Elegy.
How about that? Art Tatum doing up Massenet's elegy. I think Massenet himself would have been wowed and appreciative. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic for the New Criterion, bringing you music for a while. The producer is Scott Immergut. You may wish to subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or wherever, frankly, wherever and however you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to write to me about any matter, Try Nordlinger at NewCriterion.com. Also, if you'd like to receive this podcast by email, that is links to new episodes, let me know. I'm going to continue with ballet music, or music used in ballets, but before I do, remember how I was talking about Massenet's opera Manon? I mentioned a tenor aria, The Dream. It is a piece of perfection. It is one of the most perfect little arias, perfect little vocal pieces, ever composed. I'm going to do something weird, unconventional, unorthodox. Tito Schipa, the Italian tenor who lived from 1889 to 1965, recorded it in Italian. So it's not Le Reve, but Il Sogno, the dream. And he sings it in an Italian style, not in a cooler, straighter French style. But I love this recording so. Lots of people do. You will too. Okay, Tito, give us the magic. Oh, I'm 
That was the great Tito Schipa in the aria known as The Dream from Massenet's Manu. Well, you recall that gavotte? I was talking about a gavotte from Manu. Here comes Vicky D., Victoria de Los Angeles. That was Victoria de los Angeles, the late great Spanish soprano, in the aria known as the Gavotte from the opera Manon by Jules Massenet. Obviously, that was a live performance, and not in the opera itself, but in a concert. Otherwise, we would have heard a chorus behind her. Move on with ballet? Okay. I'd like to read from a post I wrote at the New Criterion. 
Here goes. When my mother and her brother were little, their aunt and uncle would give each of them 50 cents for an ice cream cone, two scoops. The cost was 25 cents per scoop. As I understand it, my uncle would then slip them each another quarter, saying, make it a triple. I thought of this so help me at the American Ballet Theater last night. Remember, I'm reading. ABT presented Ratmansky Trio, which consists of three one-act ballets choreographed by Alexei Ratmansky, the Russian-American wonder. He's the company's artist-in-residence. You could also call Ratmansky Trio a Ratmansky sampler. The first of the three ballets is Songs of Bukovina. Bukovina? Yes, a region now divided between Romania and Ukraine. The music is by Leonid Desyatnikov, a Russian born in 1955. And forgive my pronunciation if it needs forgiving. He has composed many film scores, and he's a frequent collaborator with Ratmansky. Songs of Bukovina uses not songs exactly, but piano preludes by Desyatnikov. They're an eclectic bunch, jazzy and bluesy, a touch minimalistic, rustically dancing, dissonant and forbidding, songful and Chopinesque, and so on. One prelude features ghostly trills, a la Scriabin. All right, I'll stop reading for a bit. Stop reading and start playing. Here is one of those preludes, a piece to make the blood race a little. heard a prelude by Leonid Desyatnikov, played by Lukas Genusas. He's a Russian-Lithuanian pianist whose name I have butchered, surely, trying to pronounce it in an American way. Makes him sound like a genius, Genusas. Maybe he is, lucky dog. Let me continue with that post of mine, with a reading of it. The second of the evening's ballets was On the Dnieper by Prokofiev. That's a river, the Dnieper. Surely not pronounced that way. D-N-I-E-P-E-R. This ballet is not on the level of Prokofiev's masterpiece ballets, Romeo and Juliet and Cinderella. But what is? Regardless, 
on the Dnieper is pure Prokofiev. Sassy, rude, modernist, folkloric, edgy, romantic, martial, mournful, tragic. Let's hear some of it. A good dose. That is so Prokofiev, isn't it? We've heard an excerpt from his ballet on the Dnieper, played by the Ukrainian State Symphony Orchestra under Theodore Kuchar. What's on the Dnieper about, you ask? Ah, star-crossed lovers and all that. The usual. Let me keep reading, please. Third in Ratmansky trio was The Seasons. Not by Tchaikovsky. That's a piano work. Not by Vivaldi, either. We're talking about the ballet by Glazunov, a ballet that might be dubbed the people's idea of a ballet. It is what many expect from a ballet, 
a pleasing, heart-lifting classic. Let me throw at you two little excerpts, please. You'll probably recognize both and love them no matter what. That was Hale, H-A-I-L, from the winter section, obviously, of Glazunov's Seasons. Now we'll hear the Grand Bacchanal. Buckle up. We've heard the Grand Bacchanal from Glazunov's ballet, The Seasons, played by the Minnesota Orchestra, conducted by Edo DeVart. These same forces brought us the previous excerpt as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to music for a while. I do another podcast, a Q&A program called, imaginatively enough, Q&A. I use music for that program at the beginning and at the end. It is by Glazunov the self-same Glazunov. It is the final movement, Allegro Maestoso, of his Symphony No. 5, which is nicknamed the Heroic. Let's go out with that music, shall we? We'll hear it played in what is surely the finest recording it has ever received, and probably ever will receive, José Cerebriere and the Royal Scottish National Orchestra. Have a great one. <laughs>